Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to a real trending crossover episode featuring Realtrends advisor Steve Murray, where he discusses the shifting housing market, the key to real estate success, and the change in how investors are looking at brokerages. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit joinatlanticbay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Three topics today. One, Well, it finally happened. The market is shifting. Number two, you know, you can keep thinking it's all about money and technology, but it's about relationships, folks. And third, an update on valuation, because we have seen a big shift in how purchasers are looking at brokerage company valuations. First, the market is shifting. So we saw a number of reports this past week Inflation is now five and a half to six and a half percent, which has shocked the Fed and financial markets. Not that you've noticed it. The bond market is calm and everybody says the stock market is still in good shape. But take a look at the real estate stocks. And this week they spent getting hammered because those of us who've been around a while know this. Inflation heats up. It scares the Fed. The Fed raised rates and mortgage rates go up and housing sales then slow, or so that's been the case historically. But just as important, in talking with several dozen brokers this week, some in organized formats, others just one-on-one, we consistently heard that the burn is off the market for the moment. That is, we're seeing buyers reluctant to get into bidding wars on listings and reluctant to bid over listing price And we're starting to see the number of showings slightly decline and the number of people submitting offers slightly decline. Wouldn't mean much if it were one or two markets, but it's across almost all markets, according to input from leading brokers over the past week. So what does this mean for broker owners? You need to start preparing your agents. This this isn't a case where all they got to do is take a listing and it'll sell over list price in two days or two hours. We're seeing a shift. Buyers are clearly tired of chasing their tails in bidding for homes. Now, this doesn't mean it'll go away totally because of the lack of inventory, particularly in the entry level and the lower half of the market. We're still going to see strong, fierce competition for nice homes that are priced appropriately. But the first indications of this market turning are in front of us now. Take heed. We recall the last time we saw this was in the fall of 05, 
when pending sales for the first time in almost 10 years actually were below the same period from a year before. We're not there yet, but there's indications that's where we're heading, especially if the Fed does, as some suspect, need to raise rates to try to cool off inflation. Secondly, we have said and written extensively due to our experience both in reporting on the industry and in our consulting practice, the more and more we dig into performance of brokerage companies and the valuation of brokerage companies and the aftermath of the acquisition of brokerage companies, there can be no doubt that this is still a business of relationships. You can also throw in talent acquisition. They're all related. It's people. It's the talents and drive and ambition of people and good people who also know how to relate well to each other and come together to produce an extraordinary accomplishment or results that are going to make the difference whether your firm performs well or not at all or exceptionally. And so we can talk about technology and we can talk about capital, and they're both useful and needed. There's no question about that. But if you put those at the forefront of your thinking, that is, if you think more capital or technology will solve your productivity problems or your profit problems or your growth problems, you're missing the most important ingredient, which is first, the talent of the people you have, and second, the relationship you have with them. We've reported earlier this year on the outstanding performance of the Real Trends 500, for example, where they gained 10 times the market share in 2020 that they had ever gained before in any single year, going back 26 years. The major change was the amount of time that leaders spent with their agents and staff through Zoom or Google Meets or other means. Don't forget, likely that was the number one cause of the extraordinary market share growth of the Real Trends 500. Time spent in relationship with your people. Keep that foremost in your mind as we head into perhaps a slightly softening marketplace, maybe a more rational marketplace. Keep relationships foremost in where you invest your time and your effort to produce great outcomes. Lastly, for the first time in over 20 years, we have seen a fundamental shift in the way purchasers or investors are looking at brokerage companies. Due to the explosion in results in 2020, for many, many brokers, the best year in their histories in terms of profit or EBITDA, purchasers are pulling back from necessarily just applying the same multiples to 2020 results or even trailing 12-month results through, say, April, May, or June of 2021. They're looking at more two- and three-year averages or some blend of those years to come up with their own idea of valuation. Why? Well, because a lot of top brokers saw their EBITDA grow 50, 80, 150, 200% in one year from 2019 to 2020. Purchasers, whoever they are, are not fools. And their thinking goes, 
This may or may not be a sustainable bulge in EBITDA because costs may come back to more normalized results. Two, fewer agents and teams are doing more and more of the business, which historically results in higher commission splits and lower gross margin for brokers. And so purchasers are going, is 2020 and 2021 first six months an aberration? If it is, do I want to pay top price for those results? Or would I rather hedge a little bit? So we're seeing a fundamental shift away from the trailing 12 months EBITDA being the fundamental baseline for valuations to something a bit more nuanced of one, two, three, two and a half, three and a half year averages or weighted averages being used to judge the EBITDA and the potential that cannot stay there. This has been Steve Murray for Real Trends. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.